0: Amazon may have a patent on the one-click e-commerce transaction, but its plan for growth in 2016 relies not only on clicks, but also bricks. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. Amazon stores, predominantly with books on their shelves, are coming to a mall or Main Street near you. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, joins me every Friday with the latest news from the book business, and he has more now on the Amazon clicks and mortar strategy. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. Well, before we get to this week's story on Amazon, let's sort of recap Book Expo, which ended uh, late last week. We saw Jim Milliot. You uh, were unable to attend, but there were a number of PW reporters covering the various parts of the show. And of course, that really breaks down two ways is book expo for the, the sort of trade show piece of it. And then book con, a uh, kind of comic con like opportunity for book fans, book readers to come and meet authors. So, so what are you hearing from the show? And, and it's on its move to Chicago.
1: Yeah. So welcome back from Chicago first. And I think we'll probably start this conversation where so many conversations about BA have started, uh, and in many cases finished. And that's the obvious conclusion that yes, BEA in Chicago was considerably smaller than BEA in New York City. Now I should remind listeners that I was not, as you say, in Chicago for BEA, but I can tell you a little bit about what I've heard from the large staff that we had there and from the very many people I've spoken to about the show and the general consensus is that they really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed Chicago and they enjoyed sort of the smaller, more intimate B E A, but you know, let's get the obvious headline out of the way here first. And that is like size and how much does it really matter? And, you know, I look at this from two perspectives, uh, from BEA's perspective and from the attendees perspective. Now from the attendees point of view, uh, the major publishers obviously sent smaller crews to Chicago than otherwise would have attended if they were here in their hometown of New York city. Uh, But that, of course, was expected, and as you and uh, my boss, PW Editorial Director Jim Milliot, discussed on last week's podcast, indie publishers and indie booksellers felt they sort of benefited from the smaller show uh, and from being in the Midwest. And, of course, there was another faction who benefited, and that's indie booksellers. Uh, one reason BEA officials said they they moved out of New York for this year was they wanted to make it easier and cheaper for booksellers out of the Northeast to attend the show. And from that standpoint, I think the move was probably a success. Our friend, ABA CEO Oren Teicher, estimated that 65% of the booksellers that were in Chicago for BEA had not been to a BEA in the last few years. And though overall bookseller attendance was actually actually down about 5% this year from 2015 for BEA. Teicher said the strongest showing from booksellers in the heartland, uh, a very strong showing from booksellers in the heartland and from other regions around the country, actually validated the whole idea of moving the show around.
0: Uh, So BEA officials, of course, have their spin on things. Are they saying less is more?
1: Well, let's put it this way. Nothing surprised BEA about what happened this year in Chicago. They knew the show was going to be smaller, obviously, uh, but they stressed that getting new faces into BEA was critical. And I think that's a really good point, actually. You know, there was a large contingent of the industry that was just never going to make it to New York for another BEA, probably ever. So if the booksellers can't come to the mountain, you know, if I can, if I might butcher an old saying here, then the mountain has to go to the booksellers at least once in a while. And the move also gave Pop officials a chance to test how portable the BookCon conference is, like by moving it to a new city for a year. Now, next year, BEA moves back to New York, but there's going to be a twist for next year. Uh, The full event's going to run from May 31st to June 4th in New York City, Uh, but BookCon is going to run for two full days next year. That's Saturday and Sunday, and the first three days of the BEA show are going to run ahead of BookCon, but because of issues with Javits Center, the exhibition floor is only going to be open for two days, Thursday and Friday. So uh, I think they're going to open the show next year with uh, some educational programming and and other things uh, around BEA. But we will see next year. There's definitely going to be some changes in New York City, including an expanded BookCon.
0: Right. And, And BookCon has been at it now. This was the third year that I think they have some hopes at Reed to expand it even beyond the bea site. Itself, but how did things go this year? Well, you can
1: read all about BookCon on the Publishers Weekly site. We have quite a bit of coverage from BEA as well. Uh, but BEA officials were really very pleased with the reception that BookCon had from consumers in Chicago. And, you know, I have to say, from talking to my colleague Claire Kirk, or, you know, in reading her coverage especially, you know, it's, it seems like there's quite a bit of excitement around BookCon from consumers. And I share that excitement and I'd point out that the transformation that BEA is making from a trade only show to sort of a consumer facing show, I think is a pretty good lesson for the industry in general. Now we've been talking for for years now about how publishing needs to be more, you know, B2C rather than B2B. That's business to consumer rather than business to business. And I think that the crowds that they saw at BookCon in Chicago and the crowds that they had last year in New York City sort of validate that. Now, for BEA and you know for the publishing world, it's not quite a Simple as flipping a switch and becoming a consumer facing business overnight. Uh, and of course, a trade show is still a very important need. But I think BookCon's success really validates the idea that publishers have to find ways to interact more directly with readers. Uh, and BookCon is certainly proving to be a great venue for that.
0: Yeah, I- indeed. And I have a feeling that people at Read are wishing they had started BookCon a few years ago rather than wait as long as they did. But speaking of reaching out directly to readers, Amazon is also planning on doing a little more of that, as we said in the lead. So, so this week we learned that the e-tailer is planning more brick-and-mortar stores. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, that's right. At Amazon's annual meeting on Tuesday, uh, company founder and chairman Jeff Bezos confirmed that the online retailer has plans to open more physical stores, though how many? We just don't know. They were very light on details. Uh, what we do know is that be- Bezos told shareholders that operating physical stores is, in his words, an experiment, but said the company was definitely intent on opening more of them. So we'll be keeping an eye on this story. And you can look for more follow up uh, on the PW website in the next week or so. But, you know, so far, the industry is casting sort of a wary eye on Amazon's plans to open brick-and-mortar bookstores, and I think that's probably a function of, you know, well always having to be wary of Amazon, but also because Amazon's strategy here seems to be so inscrutable at this point. Uh, But to me, it does make sense for certain markets. Uh, And I think if there's anything we've learned about the digital age, it's that the physical component still remains important. Now, whether there's an efficiency to be realized in terms of Amazon creating a a depot or a pickup pickup zone for its products, or whether they are testing how books might benefit from the additional marketing that uh, physical presence can offer? You know, I really don't know. And Jeff Bezos isn't sharing a lot of information at this point. But I think it does at least speak to the idea that the future, as we know now, is not going to be all digital or all physical, not even for a company like Amazon.
0: Right. Well, Amazon is growing. At least it's growing its physical presence, as you say. But something that is declining, of course, are e-book sales. And at Book Expo last week, uh, we heard a lot more on that subject. And share with us what uh, the Publishers Weekly people have learned.
1: Yeah. So, you know, at, you know, BEA, uh, Kempton Mooney of Nielsen Bookscan said that sales of ebooks published by traditional publishers fell 13% in 2015, uh, over 2014. Uh, and that brought unit sales down to a total of 204 million. Uh, and that's down from 234 million in 2014 and an even steeper decline from, uh, the high point in ebook sales, which was 2013, where they hit 242 million units. And I just you think about that for a second. Traditional publishers sold 38 million Fewer ebooks in 2015 than they did just two years earlier in 2013. You know, and I know the publishers that we talk to and that we hear from uh, say they're not concerned over the drop in ebook sales. Uh, but that leads me to wonder, you know, at what point do you become concerned? Because dropping 38 million units in two years to me is a pretty sobering statistic. Uh, now, as you say, we've discussed uh, dropping ebook numbers for some time now on this show, uh, mostly based on the AAP's monthly stats. But the ebook figures that Nielsen dropped at BEA came from a subset of about 400 traditional publishers, all of which obviously report to Nielsen. Uh, And, of course, Mooney also noted that print units rose uh, about 2.8%. But much of that gain, as we've also talked about on the show, was due to the extraordinary popularity of adult coloring books over the last year. So what do we do? And what do we do with this information? Well, I'm just going to say here that I'm glad in my job that I get to ask the questions these days instead of having to come up with the answers. But I do think that it's probably time for publishers to be a little more concerned and perhaps to start rethinking not only their approach, but maybe coming up with some actions. Uh, for example, with digital pricing, uh, I think the high prices of ebooks after the whole Apple ebook price fixing affair is having a pretty huge impact on ebook sales. And I think it's also time to accept That self publishing is providing stiffer competition than many publishers wanted to believe, at least in the beginning. And I'll leave you with this stat from Mooney uh, at BEA as well. The big five publishers' share of ebook sales fell to 34% in 2015, from 38% in 2014, and 46% in 2012. So that's a 12% drop in market share for ebooks. In just three years for the publishers. Meanwhile, self-publishers share of the ebook market rose to 12%, up from 8% in 2014. So they're now well into the double digits now, and they're on a growth pattern. So uh, again, I'm going to stress I don't have uh, all the answers. I probably don't even have any answers, <laughs> but the gains by self-published authors to me are more eye-opening than the declines that are being posted by the big five.
0: I think you're on to something there, Andrew Albanese, and when you figure out more about it, I'm sure you'll share it with us. Andrew Albanese, senior writer for Publishers Weekly, joins us every Friday on Beyond the Book, and thanks for being here this week. My pleasure, as always. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global rights licensing technology and content workflow organization. At CCC, we serve more than 35,000 customers and 15,000 copyright holders worldwide. Copyright Clearance Center manages over 950 million rights in the world's most sought-after journals, movies, books, and more. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book.